everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rock and Horror Popcast Show. I am your host, Rob Nicholson, here in Hopatcong, New Jersey, joined once again by my partner in crime and in life, Gina Bongiorno, otherwise known as Judgy Gina. Um, I don't ah. think she'll be judging anybody today because everybody on this screen she loves. If you don't know who you're looking at right now, then you're probably... I don't know, asleep in life. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to start by introducing... Five families are the five companies of Scranton Business Park. The bosses rarely meet. Paul Faust of Disaster Kits Limited. They call him Cool Guy Paul. We want our parking spaces back. Whose parking spaces? Uh, I don't have time for this, guys. Just give them back their spaces. Okay. Could have done this over email. CGP, Cool Guy Paul, from... The Office, one episode, how many seconds? 60 point... I, I, I think it was 60.2, 11. <laughs> Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so psyched to be here. I really appreciate you having me. We have Ryan Brown. He is one of the best Dwight Schrute impersonators I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he's also an animal lover that loves giving things to animals and rescue organizations and everything else from the great state of Ohio. We won't, we won't hold that against you. And last, but certainly not least, if you have not seen her, probably, you're not watching TV. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not watching TV. You're not a fan of pop culture. She first came into my world because of Friends. She has been on The Office. She has been on Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, The Profiler, Caroline, Caroline in the City, ER, VIP, Grounded for Life. Oh, Jesus, my list goes on and on There's and not on. not enough time. According to Jim, we could be here over a hundred different things. She is known as Elizabeth the Stripper from The Office, as well as The Hooker from Friends. <laughs> But she did play Mandy on According to Jim, and I didn't even realize that that was her at first. Yeah, because I was a piano teacher. No one, right. never would even believe that. And I'm going to pronounce her name right because the office ladies pronounced her name wrong. That's correct. They did. That is Jackie Debatin. Yes, you got it. <laughs> Jackie, welcome to the show. It is so good to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. What are, you, what are we gonna, what are you gonna ask me? You're ner uh, okay. <laughs> so, how does a Midwestern girl from a dairy farm, which would, which would make Dwight Schrute jealous, how does that girl from the dairy farm come to be where she is today? Oh well, that's uh, that's very sweet. I mean, I, I still feel like I'm struggling a lot of times. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I always wanted to be, I was, I was one of those kids that wanted to be an actress when I was very young. I was always, I was always confused that people wanted to become an actor later in life. I was like, really? Like, I guess I, I, I always wanted to do it when I was little, 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 right? Uh, I was in all the school plays. I always wanted to, you know, I mean, the best story probably my mom could tell you was that, um, in sixth grade, they were doing the Christmas Carol and, uh. I, they wanted me audition for like the wife. And I was like, no, I want to be Scrooge. Like that's the best part, right? Wow. Nice. So yes, I sadly beat out Kevin Harms, you know, uh, the only other kid in sixth grade that could be Scrooge. And I dressed as a fat old man and sang. And yeah, I just always wanted to do it. Um, and then I just moved here after college and um, it was, it was very different back then, you know, th than it is today. There was, you couldn't become a, uh, internet star you couldn't there was no nothing none of this it, it really existed you really had to like study I mean I'm sure that that both Paul and Ryan would probably agree although Ryan's much younger than us that we found out but <laughs> by like a decade um but back in the day you really you had to come you had to be in LA or you had to be in New York right and you had to you had to study and you had to hit the streets practically you know you'd drop off pictures and resumes and You'd send cookies and and flowers and try to get anybody to see you. And you would do silly little sketch shows and hope that somebody that knew somebody would come and uh, and then represent you, right? right? And then you go to hundreds and hundreds of auditions that you don't get. And then you, um, it kind of like only the strong survive then, right? Like so many people would quit. And then finally you're like, oh, a lot of people quit. <laughs> Pool's getting smaller. Um, 
So yeah, and then I guess I just, I've always had this deep raspy voice. So I think it just played well for strippers. <laughs> so that was, that was going to be, that was going to be like my, my follow-up to the next question that I ask you, but what was your moment where you said, I made it, I, I did it. Where, I, what was, I still, I still, <laughs> you still don't believe it. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'll let you know. Maybe when I had Jennifer uh, Coolidge's career. How about that, right? And then she's 62. So maybe I, I got 10 more years to make it. We love her. And Me she, too. Was, she was one of the most underrated characters on Two Broke Girls. Oh, I mean, yes. like stupid good. I mean, <laughs> and her voice talent and everything else. And she's another one. She kind of fits the the you profile in a way because she has that raspy voice when she wants to. Um, but yeah, I mean, she kind of always plays a similar type you know, character. Like, yeah, you could easily be Stifler's mom. Let's I mean, I would. Yeah, I mean, that's my goal is to be her someday, right? right? So, right. Do I feel like I've made it? No, not to. Maybe when I, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge is my idol. But yeah. I was watching her when she was doing Chris, the, all the Christopher Guest movies, which mm -hmm. was like, you know, I mean, one of my favorite moments. I can't remember which one it was. Is when she's looking at a little train. I don't know if you guys remember which movie this was. And she's watching a little train go around like a toy train. And she's like, oh, is that how they came up with the big trains? <laughs> I mean, everything she does is just gold. Everything she says. Wait, I appreciate that. I don't know. I don't know if any actor, I mean, I guess some people do. I, I, I feel like I've just been a, a journeyman actress, you know, throughout for the last 20, gosh, I was going to say 25, but it's more than 25 now, I guess. But the, um, the, years. the simple amount of, we'll just say, sitcom television stardom that you've interacted with over the years. I mean, Steve Carell, the cast of Friends, uh, or at least three of them. I don't know if you if you got to work with any of the other- I got to other... work with them all, actually, because David Schwimmer actually directed that episode. Mm -hmm. I didn't work with Jennifer, uh, so to say, but she was, uh, she was shadowing David, because I think she was gonna direct the next episode. Okay. So, um, so she was there quite a bit, not just, you know, not obviously in the scenes, but she was there watching David direct and stuff. So, um, uh, and then Lisa Kudrow actually became my boss for a pilot later on that she produced. Okay. Um, that did not get picked up, but um, it was mm. a, a really funny pilot. Sadly, it didn't get picked up with Janine Garofalo and I played her, mm. I played her, she was playing Annie Duke, who's a very famous poker player, if you know about poker. Okay. She was playing, uh, uh, the, it was the life of Annie Duke. And I played her her showgirl sister in Vegas, who was like so bad that she was like in the third row, you know, of the <laughs> Vegas shows. It was a great pipe anyway. So, but the only point I say that is because then Lisa was my boss actually. Wow. For a little bit. So that was fun. Jim Belushi, Ted Danson. I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on and on. And the 70s show people too, right? We can't yep. forget about them. Love yep. that show. And Charlie Sheen, the yeah, hilarious. Two and a half yes. men. Yep. Loved, loved, show. loved working with him. Yeah. I mean, you've been if you were to if you were to have a lottery ticket, I mean, that's a winning lottery ticket in in the pop culture world. I mean oh, thanks for saying that. I really that means a lot to me because I don't ever really feel like you, that, but thanks. And, and and here here's the thing, and I said this to Paul Paul earlier and to Ryan, is that I've been a lead and I've been on the ensemble. I mean, mostly stage. Um, you know. I, I've done a couple like C horror movies and things like that, but I mean, for I'll the most you. part, yeah, we all have. Everything. See, and see, that's another thing. Now, I think Paul and Ryan would probably both agree if you're horror fans, and I know Gina probably would. You are, you profile in there too, and I just your your horror stuff is not as much as anything else. <laughs> it's really not a lot of horror in there. You would fit well into, I'll write you something someday. How please, about please. There you go. So on October 25th at 5.33, I said, I'm going to write something for Jackie. And she's going I'm to holding be... it. I'm holding you to it. Yeah. And, and Paul, too. And yeah. Ryan. And Ryan. <laughs> I'll write the damn office reunion. That's right. I love it. <laughs> so, hey, I mean. You... But I will. Just keep me in mind. Well, yes, okay. absolutely. 100%. How does Jackie keep getting cast as a stripper or a hooker or a prostitute? Because you well, are you are none of those things, obviously. You are a an accountant. 
I am. I, I, I was actually right? do, I was doing I was yeah, I was just working on extension deadline was last Monday. So I finally finished all my extensions of, for the, all my slow pokes, right? Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, that's I mean I think that's the the greatest gift though is that I uh, that my parents really did push me to have something else um to lean back on because so many of the friends I knew back in the 90s really had to quit with acting because when things you know if you can't make a living how do you keep how do you keep things going on right but this accounting thing that I had was it's such a gem of a of a of, a, of another job because no one wants to see their accountant they don't <laughs> they don't want to see me that half of them don't even want to talk to me they're like just let it be done and let me know when it's over, you know? Just do the thing. That's right. And then they yeah. go home, they flip on their TV, and there you are in a bra <laughs> stripping. That was actually one of the very hard things when I did start my own business. There, I, I used to say that that I had a twin sister and that, you know, she was an actress. Because, I mean, who's going to let you do their ta When you see somebody stripping, my, my accountant is also a stripper on TV. I'd be like, no, right. that wasn't me. Right. Oh, I would 100% hire you. You would. Of course you would, Paul. That would actually be my requirement. In fact, if you would like to do my taxes going forward, I just filed mine a couple days ago. I would love to have a stripper on TVs as my account. Okay, but I'm pretty pricey. But you I know, know that makes sense, right? Hell yeah. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all honesty, it was a really great gig to have on the side. Um, you know, I didn't have to wait tables, and I feel very, you know, nothing against waiting tables. Trust me, no. but I'm just saying, like, I was lucky that I was able to do this other job, and it kind of kept me. Um, being able to sustain all the no's, you know, uh, uh, so many auditions that you just don't get, you know, so. Right, right. So good. now you, we'll, we'll stick with The Office for right now. Yeah. So how did you get your gig on The Office? Yeah, so that's funny. So my agent is really good friends with Allison Jones. I, I don't mm -hmm. think I had ever read for her before. Uh, not that I remember, um, but also, by the office, you have to remember, I'd already been the stripper on Friends. I'd been the stripper on 70s show. I've been this. No, I had not done Two and a Half Men yet. Uh, there was a lot of, I mean, even in Dr. Quinn, I played like an 1800s. I was a hooker even on Dr. <laughs> Quinn. I was a hooker at the saloon in the 1800s. I mean, this started, the tie casting started very early on. Any century, I could hit the hooker or prostitute. Um, so I think, I don't know if she had seen me or whatever, but yeah, she just brought me in. You know, there was, nobody was in the room. It was just on tape. Mm -hmm. And um, which is not my favorite, like now everything's on tape. And I don't know about Paul or Ryan, what they would like to chime in on this, but I, I do miss going into a room and having producers and writers and stuff there because, you know, partly what you're showing off too is not just your, not just like, can I do this role, but you want to show them that you're, that you're professional and that you're fun to be around and you're not going to be a pain in the ass on the set. And, you know, no one can get that from a, from a self tape. Right. It's like during a job interview over a video, which it's like, how is the employer supposed to get a sense of who you are? Right. They don't, they don't get that. So I, I feel like that's kind of missing. Um, uh, that's kind of a sad thing that's missing in 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 our auditioning world these days, right? But so this was just me and Allison, and and I had to pretend to do the lap dance, but just on a chair with no mm -hmm. one sitting there, you know. Um, so that was a little funny, but I was actually so <laughs> interesting. I was like, okay, let me just lap dance to a, a, what, a uh, chair. You, I I don't know what you mean. Could you show us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paul, I have a feeling you've seen your fair share of strippers. No offense, but like, 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 I'll hurry up and get this thing over with. She's in the closet. <laughs> I'm in more. They haven't gotten to me yet. You know, Mindy wrote that episode, and mm -hmm. um, she came up to me and she said, "You know how many people they saw dance? You know, on, sure. on, on a, to a, a empty chair." But she said that uh, she thought it was funny. So I was like, "Okay, cool, that's good." And and. Awesome. And this is just, it's, you, you were so good. You got invited back twice. Yeah. Um, and, and the biggest part for that really, to me, is the finale. So yeah. that's how important you were to the canon of the show, mm -hmm. that you got invited back to do the damn finale. And I mean, 
if that doesn't tell you what you've done, oh. I don't know that anything will. You Thank know, you. That, Look, Greg, Greg, Greg Daniels did tell me. I, I, actually, I'd, I'd run into BJ Novak after I did Two and a Half Men, and, mm -hmm. and I ran into him at a restaurant in LA somewhere, and he was like, oh, I saw you on Two and a Half Men. You were so funny, so funny. He's like, we got to have you back in the office. We got to have you back. And uh, and then like the next week I got a call from my agent and and they said they put me on hold for two episodes, right? And then then they didn't. Then I was not cast as, as Ryan and Paul both know, right? You put on hold. That doesn't, that just means they're checking your availability, right? right. And that they're, they haven't actually booked you. Uh, but they put me on hold for two weeks. And so I was so excited thinking I was coming back. And this was... Uh, uh, obviously way 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 earlier uh, I found out later and, and which makes sense I get it there's so many ca regular cast members on that show you mm -hmm. know that they all deserved their own storyline too sure. you know sure. so I think it was hard to bring a lot of people back multiple multiple times because mm -hmm. they wanted to have enough room for all these other people all the other series regulars that are there every week to get build have their own storyline so um but so anyway, then so that didn't happen then. But then then came the um, I'm not sure if that then came Fun Run and then came maybe Fun Run came next. Anyway, something like yeah, that. Yeah, fun, fun Run was second after you went back to college and got your degree for the yes, yes. After which, which took me a while to get through that nursing <laughs> nursing right. nursing program. But I mean, and I then, don't know if that if that I don't remember if that when BJ saw me if that was after Fun Run or before Fun Run. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. But yeah, and then, then Greg, then at the finale, I was shocked when they called me for that. I totally out of the blue, had no idea that was coming. So that was um, that was a super huge surprise to me and an now, honor, obviously. Going back to that first episode, you dancing on Steve Carell's lap. Before, before you even started stripping, what is the most interesting thing you can tell us about the outfit that you were wearing? Well, and some people, fans have noticed it, right? But it is the same shirt that Pam wears. Yes. The exact and, same shirt. Yeah. Pam and, wears it in another iconic episode, the Dundee. Second drink. Right. <laughs> yes. Second drink. Yep. And, and I remember that when they fitted me. I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. And it was definitely, and I, I did not know this until recently, that in literally in probably the past couple of weeks that that was that shirt. Um, but it's definitely like one of those double entendre things like there, because you go up to Pam later on, you go up to Jenna up at the desk and you're like, Oh, you know, you, you could strip. And the look on her face is priceless because she's just having a shit day to begin with. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, she's getting hit on by Ben Franklin and then <laughs> being told that she could be a stripper. Yes, they should have yes. said. See, cool guy Paul from the Five Families could have come come in in that episode. Yeah, yeah. you would have probably been a, a much better choice for hitting on uh, Jenna than than uh, Ben Franklin was, who was a great actor, by the way. I'm not insulting his acting at all. No, He's no. a great actor. No, real Ben Franklin. I am 99 sure. <laughs> That's I'm gonna I'm gonna break over to to cool guy Paul for a bit for a minute. Um, you may. So, like I said earlier, you're kind of like related to everybody that was ever associated with the office. Did not know this. Yes, many did I'm not. Learning. And meanwhile, none of them none of them had anything to do with my part. So it's the best part of it all. <laughs> it was B.J. Novak that wrote the part. There you go. So tell us a little bit about how you came to be on that episode of. The five families and giving one of the, um, to me, most annoying lines in the world. This all could have been done by email. <laughs> um, so, okay, I've told the story before. So, um, my relative, Greg Daniel, is a cousin. Um, and so is Paul Lieberstein, is a cousin because they are brother in law. And Angela was a cousin by marriage since divorce. Um, I was out in California on business, had a business trip, and I was a fan of the show. Um, reached out to Greg and said, Hey, I'm in town. Do you mind if I come by and, you know, watch you guys shoot? And he said, sure, come by. So I went there in the morning and I spent the whole day on the set. And I'm telling you, I met everybody, uh, security, craft food services, all the actors, hair and makeup. I met everybody and just kind of hung out. And at one point, Greg said, do you want to come meet the writers? And I said, I don't know. 
really give a shit, but okay. Um, <laughs> and they brought me up to the writer's room and there's a room where, you know, there was probably eight, 10 of them sitting around a table. And he said, this is my cousin, Paul. He's a little bit out of his mind. Um, Paul, tell him what you do. And for some reason, I didn't talk about my primary business. I talked about one of my sideline businesses, which was a disaster kit business. And I think it was because there had just been an earthquake in LA. So I'm like, oh, I have this disaster company, blah, blah, whatever. I fucking, I bullshit, I lied. You're, you're then, good. We're fine. It was like, you know, two minutes. And then they're like, all right, we got to get back to work. So I leave. Greg and I walk out to go, whatever. And unbeknownst to me, BJ Novak says that guy's got to be a character on the show. Has to be. So he wrote a character called Cool Guy Paul. Then there's a writer's, then there's a writer's strike and there's other whatever. So I'm sitting in Westchester County, New York, at my office doing my real job. And phone rings and it's Paul Lieberstein, who everyone knows plays Toby. Um, he says, hey, Paul, it's Paul. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He goes, look, I don't know if you want to do this or if you can do this, but we wrote a part. You were the inspiration for the character. We can't find an actor to play the part. Do you want to audition to play the part? I'm like, yeah, okay, where's the camera? I, it's a joke. <laughs> like, this is some episode of a reality show. He's like, no, we're serious. So I'm like, you're kidding me. So they sent me a script. I get a call from Ken's Born Actor Producer. I get scripts. They're like, you got to record yourself reading these lines. I got I to figure out how to do that because back then there was, I don't have an iPhone. So I had to do all this stuff and I had to run around town and try and find somebody with a camera that could record me, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, I get a call back an hour later, like, you got the part. Uh, we shoot tomorrow at 8 a.m. You got to get to LA. Like, what? So I'm on the phone. The phone's ringing. It's SAG. It's it's NBC. They're asking shirt sizes. Like, I'm like, I. I'm trying to find an airline and finally I get a call to like, hang up the phone. This is NBC travel. There's a car on the way to pick you up. Here's your flight. Get that. You're coming to LA. So I call my wife. I'm like, bring me a bag of clothes. So she brought me a bag of clothes. I get to the airport. It's a storm. Flight's almost canceled. Uh, we're delayed. By the way, I have to fly first class because I have to do that. Morons. I would have sat in the worst seat in coach and paid my own way. Um, so I land. I land, the only luggage they lose on the on the entire airline is mine. Like, they oh. lost my so I land, it's like one in the morning. Someone meets me at the airport, hands me rent-a-keys. Like, here, you got to rent a car. I'm like, whatever. I got no clothes, no toiletries. I, I drive to the hotel. I check in. They give me this packet from NBC. It's like, here you go. Now, if you've never read a call sheet, it's like freaking Egyptian hieroglyphics. All right? So I'm like, what the hell? These numbers and times and slots. I'm like the frick is this? I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's like two in the morning. I have no clothes, no torture. So I, I lay in my room till about four in the morning. I sleep for like an hour. I wake up all freaked out. I put on the same clothes I had. And I drive over to the set. I pull up. Um, they're like, security's like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, I think I'm doing the show. <laughs> I'm like, I'm supposed to, this is my name. They're like, oh, right this way. <laughs> Freaking parking space with my name on it. I'm like, this is stupid. And they walk me to a trailer and they're like, says, cool guy, Paul. And I'm like, what the frick is going on here? This is bizarre. And there's nothing in my trailer except the contract and like a bottle of water. Like, and I sit there, I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I'm sitting there like, what do I do now? I'm like, so I had to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, oh, I had to go get, I want to get something to eat. So I walk out of the trailer and I'm like, where's the food? They're like, over there. And I'm like, the cool guy Paul's going to get food. Like, someone has to know where you are. <laughs> Yes. Otherwise, they get fired. So when I come back, there's like, oh, guy Paul's back in the trailer. Then I get like, uh, let's go. We're going to the set. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, so it's Bob Vance and Bobby Schaefer, who him and I walk together. And, I'll, you know, we go to the set and we're getting ready and all mic'd up and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I remember distinctly. Uh, so they go, all right, quiet on the set. Camera's rolling. And Brian Baumgartner goes, nobody fuck up. Paul, I'm looking like I'm like that's cool, like, and then we just start shooting this scene and like, all right, so I had the script, I had like twelve hours to memorize four lines, I can do that, um, so we do that and then we're done. I'm like, oh, I freaking did it, I freaking nailed it, um, and then they come in and these nasty people they put new scripts down, like, all right, here's the alternate ending. Let's take a five minute break, learn the new lines, and then we'll come back in and reshoot. I'm like, five minutes? <laughs> Fuck you. Like, no shot. 
Like, there's no shot. So I'm like sitting outside going, and then, uh, and then I did it and uh, uh, shot a talking head. And then I was supposed to, supposed to stay in LA. So we finished shooting and then I, and then I went out and had food. I was supposed to spend a night in LA, but I was so freaked out. I drove right to the airport, went home. I'm like, that didn't just happen. So it was like this whole whirlwind only in Hollywood shouldn't happen, but it does happen uh, experience. Um, and uh, a guy had almost dropped out of college to be an actor, uh, almost went to Lee Stroudsburg, but I realized that I didn't have the dedication to wait tables, drive a cab, bartend, work in a call center. My friends did. So I said, you know what? I, I, I don't have the dedication they do. So I'll do it as a, you know, as a hobby, as something for fun, something I can enjoy as part of my life. And then this happened and uh, it was an unbelievable life experience to be allowed behind the curtain uh, to be accepted into the family, to play my little part in this role. And I've done a few other things. I just uh, shot a movie in California, but I, I am blessed that I get to do it because I enjoy it for fun and not to put food on my table. Right. Um, that doesn't mean if someone said, Paul, we wrote a spinoff, you're the guy, we're this is your new life, I would do it. But I don't have to do it. I get to do it out of, out of enjoyment. Um, and so I'm blessed that I get to, to have kind of, you know, two lives. And uh, it was just a wonderful experience. I, I wish everyone could have the experience of being behind the curtain and seeing what goes into that 30 seconds or 60 seconds you see on screen, how many important people like, but forget the actors, the writers, directors, costume, makeup, hair, electricians, set builders, security, like what goes into putting that on screen um, was amazing. One of the things that I, I love is being from New Jersey. Um, one of the big people here obviously is Kevin Smith. And, you know, the clerks and the Buescu universe and things like that and, and learning how he um, came to do clerks and things like that. And now he, he did get a golden lottery ticket for Sundance and he kind of took off from there. But I've been involved with with independent horror here in New Jersey with one of one of my directors, Ryan Calloway. And you're right. I mean, I've had little parts in his films up to a, a bigger part. And I'll go back to the night in the cornfield where oh I had gosh. literally like a, a five second part that I had to say with one, and line. with one line. And now I've been on stage. I, you know, I, I sing songs and, and do all this other stuff on stage and that's fine. But I never realized how hard it was going to be running out of a cornfield mm -hmm. at one o'clock in the morning, then two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and saying words. And that right. wouldn't come out. And she was going to stab me with a cornstalk if I didn't get the scene done. I mean, literally. I mean, she would have she would have killed me with a cornstalk. I ended up holding one yeah. of the boom mics to make myself useful, and uh, ran through the cornfield, you know, behind the director. It, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> and, and then, so for and me, that's what I call love. That's love. Yeah. For me, for me, what was so important? All I kept thinking about. I really didn't worry about um, sucking as an actor. Right. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, the office, you're like the one thing they didn't want me to do is come out there and act. They wanted me right. to come be me. Yep. That's what they sure. worked the part on. I wasn't worried about sucking. What I was worried about was wasting all these incredibly talented people's time. The other actors, the cameramen, the lighting people, the people putting on the show. I didn't want to be like, oh, this guy just ruined this. We got to reshoot this whole stuff. I was so worried about constant, like they're letting me into this family. I want to do a good job because I don't want to let them all down. I don't care if the entire internet exploded with that's the worst guy that's ever been in the office. Okay, whatever. I don't really care. I didn't want to waste people's time and not make it valuable. Um, because again, I was so blessed to be allowed into this crazy family. Uh, and I just felt an obligation to like to everybody else, like, you know, so worried about that. Um, and What's come from that since is, is a real understanding that whether you're an actor, whether you're a coach, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a parent, whether you're a police officer, um, the amount of influence that you could have over other people and that when you have that power, whether you've taken it or been given it, that you have an obligation to wield it a certain way. Um, my friends, the people I work with could care less that I was on the office. 
none of them can care. Like when I go home, nobody gives a crap who I am. Like <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, talk about the office again. <laughs> yeah, but when I go to when I went to Dundercon, the reunion, the fact that I had it, that that people were excited to see me, that it made them smile, that some it made them cry, that they were like, I was given a gift and given something that I, I'm so honored to have that I need to make sure that I wield it properly because it's a blessing that I was given that I can make someone's day a little bit better, that I could smile at someone or hug someone or, or write my name down for someone and it made their lives better. We all don't know as, uh, as someone who runs a podcast, like it doesn't, you don't know whose life you're affecting, mm -hmm. um, whose life you're changing. You don't know the person that might've thought about killing themselves, might've thought that they had no friends that, you know, that you could affect their lives. So I, I take this um, blessing that I was given really to heart, and and I, I'm just so honored that that I get to be let into this this family. Like I, I, it's I'm I'm eternally blessed and and uh, and wield it with like every day I wake up that I'm just like wow this was so cool and now I'm doing it again, shooting a movie in March because I want to do it mm -hmm. That's awesome. for fun for fun and I, I I'm just having fun with it. So. I have to say, when we were driving home the night um, after the reunion convention, um, we almost had to come back the second day because we couldn't, because the crowds were so so much bigger than they were anticipating. And so we didn't get to see all the people that we wanted to, and we didn't know. And then we like kind of took advantage of like, all of a sudden, like people were distracted and people didn't have lines and we kind of like jumped in there. Mm -hmm. And we had something, I don't remember the next day that we needed to do in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So we're like, well, we can just get up early, drive. We're like, almost an hour 50 minutes away from the location but we're like yeah we can get up drive back and whatever so it was kind of a very condensed day i think next time we would definitely choose two full days but we were driving home and i i i looked at him and i was just like that may have been one of our best days of all time now we've had a lot of really good days how sad it's, is that no no <laughs> like oh it's we, not it's We've had so many good days in our our ten year history of yeah. us. Um, that is definitely for sure. But I would say, like, just the experience, um, having been a fan, having brought him into being a fan of the show, and then just being there and you know meeting you all and um, just being in the environment and the concert at the end. Like it was just like around people who were as excited and crazy. I mean, you know, I I got to 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 meet guy that I really wanted to meet, uh, <laughs> David Wallace. Um. <laughs> so Gina, I, I had the exact same experience as the fans did. You know, first of all, getting fans to like volunteer to come help us set up. And then mm -hmm. I remember coming down the when it was over, checked out of the hotel and it was, I, I used to live in New York. So I was gonna go visit my friends in New York and not go home for a day. And I was about to call an Uber. And I decided to wait a half an hour. So I sat in the lobby for a half an hour because I knew once I got in the Uber, the experience was over. The high was over that. And I didn't want it to end. I was, I was so like on another level of just joy that I was able to meet the other cast members that I had never met. And we had a connection, even though we might not have worked together, meeting these fans, being part of this experience. I didn't want to get in the Uber because I knew the second the door closed and I pulled away from the hotel, it was back to real life. So I waited a half an hour in the lobby, just sat there and just let, let it decompress and let it just come back in and say, okay, now you're back to real life. And I waited a half an hour because it was such a magical weekend. And it was everybody. It, it, was, it was Jesse and Arnold. It was the fans. It was meeting the other cast members and, and getting to share stories and sitting on the lobby and eating pizza at night with the cast yeah. members and having random fans come over and hang out. It was just people. It was so beautiful. It's such a great experience and I didn't want it to end. I heard <laughs> all of these stories from everybody about going back to the hotel across the street. Yeah. And I was like, wait a fucking second here. I said, you know, here you are, you know, you came out, you made the comment, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but you had you had something white all over you. 
we'll leave it at that. But you were like, I'm going to see if I could get past these, these truck sniffing dogs. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then you said to us, you should come back to the hotel, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, no, he's, he's pretending we're going to go to the hotel and we no nobody will freaking be there. No, we were but, all, yeah, no, we were all down in the lobby. We were going to go to a rest. We were going to go to a restaurant. And someone said, ah, screw it. Let's just order pizzas. And so we all sat in the lobby. And I, this is the best part. Some kid shows up with his parents. His parents decided yes. to take his kid to a, to a trip in New Jersey. This kid's freaking miserable. So they come into this, you know, let's be honest, not the nicest hotel. I, we're not talking four seasons. This kid pulls in with his parents. I think he's from Canada. And they're checking yeah, Canada. in. Canada. Right? Yeah, I remember when he came And in. I see the kid go like this. <laughs> Young kid. He might have been in high school. Nothing to do with Dundercon. He just, he's on this miserable trip with his parents. And he's like, what? And I go, I go he goes, what the hell's going on? I'm like, oh, yeah. This kid was a huge office fan. Just happened to be checking in. Oh, my God. Out of nowhere. And I brought him over. I said, come over, meet everybody. And everybody was friendly. Well, not everybody. Most people were really friendly to this kid and just gave this kid a life moment. And that was just so freaking cool. We're just in the lobby having pizzas, just That's regular so awesome. people. It was awesome. Yeah we're, yeah, we're sorry we missed out on the the, the, the pizza party. Yeah, that, that's not <laughs> happening. Then, then you, yeah. you got to come to Chicago. Now there's yeah. no excuses, Gina. Yeah. And you know there's going to be a lot, there's going to be some great Chicago pizza going on. Hell yeah. 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 Illinois. So I'm there, yes. That wasn't the only moment either. Like, I, I remember day one, uh, me and my buddy came down, sat down in the hotel lobby to have breakfast, and uh, just sitting there eating. You know, uh, David Wallace, Creed, they, they were different tables eating. But uh, Robert Schaefer just sits down at her table with us and just says, hey, what's up, guys, and starts talking with us. Just, uh, yeah, that was the, the start of our, our weekend. It, it was It was awesome. And, and that, that's a perfect segue for you, Ryan, because you were, without a doubt, first of all, everybody thought you were the secret guest. Um, <laughs> <I know. laughs> so in that, I remember, because we, we spent most of the day. And I mean, first of all, Arnold and Jesse, I don't know if they'll ever watch this. I hope they do. But holy shit, guys. I mean, just an incredible their, their effort. I mean, from, from everything, uh, just just everything. And I had reached out to him because I was part of the hot dog eating contest, um, which, oh my God. But anyway, <laughs> um, boo. Um, but yeah, just, a, I had reached out to him then. And, you know, I, I offered my assistance if there was anything I could do or whatever. And he, he was just incredible throughout the whole thing. And even afterwards talking to him, as I told you before, I'm helping Arnold and Jesse with the next event mm -hmm. from a business standpoint, I I'm hosting the event. So I will be emceeing and hosting because nobody comes to my booth anyway to, for pictures. So at that least it gives me something true. to do. That is you not like true. My booth is across from you. That is not true. Those, Yeah. Okay, Jackie. That's because I was the only one there out of 25 cast members that was not charging. Um, so people are like, screw it. There's a line over there. Let's go see that dude. What's his name? And by the way, true story, Wallace, who you all seem to like. Yes. Um, I met him at the hotel, said hello, shook hands. He's like, oh, do you know where the convention is? I'm like, yeah, awesome, man. I'll show you where it is. So we're walking over. We're talking for about 15 minutes. And he goes, so are you uh, you helping to put this on, on the event? I'm like, no, I was uh, actually on the show too. And he goes, oh, 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 okay, okay. So I was friends with him for about 20 minutes before he realized I was actually a cast member. So um, I will help you. Yes, um, great dude, became friends. I was super cool to my son. But yes, I will help you. The key right now that everyone needs to focus on is driving ticket sales. And getting people, I, I was so frustrated that I met some people from Jersey afterwards who didn't know about it. So there were a lot promote, of people who had no promote. idea. That's where the magic happens. I'm trying to see who, who came in. Um, it's Kristen. It's Kristen. Kristen. Kristen, Kristen is not allowed idea. in unless I get to see her beautiful face. I'm trying to figure it out. And there I she just is. got off work, so I'm ugly right now. Hi. You are I, never, ever, 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 ever ugly. You, Thank you, you. You just hi, took Brittany. the chance. Uh, hi, Jackie. Hi. Hi, guys. Good to see you, love. Good to see you. Oh, you're so beautiful. I miss you. Yeah. Thank I see you. You're on Instagram all the time. You're gorgeous. Stop. Thank you. 
She is under the... <laughs> That's what she said. Aww. <laughs> you go under the name on Instagram of what? Um, The Office Tattoos and Trivia. Okay. And you are the Office Tattoos because you have 7 billion <laughs> office-related tattoos. <laughs> More or less, yeah. I'm going to jump back to Ryan quick because we were before Paul like interrupted and took over the show again. Um, and I just jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> no, there it goes. <laughs> so we were talking to Ryan and, and Ryan, again, you know, people thought that you were this mystery special guest. And I was like, a Dwight impersonator? No, that can't be that. And, and it ended up being Devin who I didn't even know was there until like, probably we were out the door. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even like see Really? I didn't. And I, I was so upset because again, he's another person where, you know, as part of an ensemble that was, you know, here and gone in a flash still has that impact that everybody on the screen and including you, mm -hmm. Ryan, because you made an impact at that, at that convention. Mm -hmm. um, that's the lasting memories that people take. So you come out of you you came out of ohio ryan um i don't know how you got involved i'll let you tell the story of how you got involved you know i i, I just happened to uh find arnold through his page uh the office funko pop on instagram and uh you know we, we just started talking and you know i saw the, the private signings and kind of the actors and you know somehow or, or another he mentioned that uh He's going to be putting this on, and I think that was right before he, you know, really started announcing it. So I just happened to uh, find him at the right time, you know, right when he's going to put it on. I'd been, uh, I'd been doing this for a little while. Uh, I, I actually stuff at Steel City Con three times a year, twice, but you now with the desk and all, just like I did at Thundercon. Um, and yeah, it was it was all, all just timing and luck. And and it was it it was a being able to be at Dwight's desk was to me yeah. just as kind of cool as being at Michael's desk uh, as a as an Uber fan. Um, yeah, I, I love that they set me right up next to Michael's desk and right next to Dwight's car. I'm gonna let those who haven't seen my post. So I was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh my God, you are so lucky. Yeah, she doesn't think so. So I, I am a Nepa boy. Um, for those who don't know what Nepa is, my listeners out there that don't know, it is northeastern Pennsylvania. We call it Nepa. Um, her Gina's sister is actually married to a Nepa boy. So mm -hmm. how two girls from Hopatcong, New Jersey, ended up falling in love with you know Nepa boys I'm sure their Italian parents have no idea <laughs> um so <laughs> but yeah I was born I was born in Scranton um CMC hospital right next to Nayog Park so for for someone like that that wasn't uh I was never invested in the office until she told me it was a love story and I am a a, a horrible horrible nostalgic romantic guy um, I've known Gina since I was 11. I was crazy about her back then. We both went our separate ways and had our lives. And I came back and, you know, we're, we're together. And we've been together for 10 years. Um, but, you know, finally delving into that show and getting to see, and well, not really see, because you're really seeing California and palm trees. Yeah. And there is an official <laughs> palm tree counter out there. Um, and we do that too. But going going back now into Scranton and seeing all these places, like I had never, and my dad was astonished, I had never eaten at Cooper's, not once. And wow. my dad had not only eaten there, but he had played in his band there. He had done all these other things. And like, I had never been there. And he's like, I never took you. I'm like, no, dad, you never took me or else I would know. <laughs> but we went to Cooper's. We had a good time. Um, Alfredo's, um, you know, all all of these different places that were part of this canon of this universe that I had never known. And here I am a Scranton boy. And I always call Hopatcong my hometown um, to most people, but Scranton is where I'm from. What would you say has changed about Scranton since the, since the rise of the office, of the office other than tourists, I guess. 
the, the giant Dwight Schrute mural yes. <laughs> inside yeah. the building. I love it. It's like a booth consignment mm-hmm. place. Some of it is original like art or jewelry. Some of it is antiques. Um, everyone has like their own little setup, but there's like people that run it. So there aren't individuals in that right. booth. Someone else runs it. And on the side is a giant Dwight Schrute mural, which I would imagine is relatively, you know. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And there's, um, you can get a office tour map. Mm -hmm. Um, The bookstore in the Steamtown Mall, which is probably one of the few actual stores left there, has a lot of office, like um, this, that, and the other thing. To be fair, though, we went. When we did our little office grant thing, it was last summer, so summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. So pandemic hit them pretty hard, and they were having some economic issues beforehand. Yeah. Um, so I think, though, when we went back, I don't know, things seemed like it seems like like things are doing better. When my dad and I moved, I was back there every weekend. He played up in Lake Wall and Paul Pack. Um, you know, uh, home of the booze cruise, um, <laughs> which yeah, you're not going out in Lake Wall and Pawpack in the the middle of winter. That's never happened. Right. Um, <laughs> but you know, the um, going back there every weekend, and then every summer I would spend with my grandfather, even after my dad got remarried. Um, Scranton was in an economic downturn. Um, a mm. lot of businesses closed. It was having um, a really tough time. Steamtown Mall was supposed to be the, or Steamtown USA, including the Steamtown Mall, was supposed to be the big, the big resurgence of Scranton. And unfortunately, it 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 didn't really work out that way. It always seemed like Steamtown was just about to come, just about to come, and it never it never really took off the way that I think they wanted it to. It's always held probably because most of my childhood memories are rooted in Scranton. It, it, it just holds, it's different for me. Scranton is a, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful city. Um, mm-hmm. The people there are, are genuinely great. Um, again, Dunmore, Music, Throop, Taylor. They've got the Yankees AAA ball club up there. That is true. The Rail Riders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful park. And I think the office actually mm-hmm. helps that. You know what? Cooper's, if you go into Cooper's, Cooper's is packed. literally the office. I mean, it's literally everywhere. everywhere you want to hear so- something funny, though? When uh-huh. we were in Scranton for the office festival mm-hmm. and we were in like public places or even the hotel bar, people didn't know what the office was. That's crazy. Interesting. That's true. I was like, what do you mean? Very Kristen, I I I I've never heard of The Office. What is that? Rob, okay. Gina, yeah. Ryan, Jackie, and whatever your name is, uh, iPhone. Um, yeah. I got to run a <laughs> meeting. Uh, Kristen, I love you. I got to run a meeting you. downstairs. Um, I love you guys. Please stay in touch. However I can help you in business, life, acting, happiness, please reach out to me. Stay in Absolutely. contact. Let's stay friends. And uh and I appreciate you so much for having me here. And please stay in contact with me. Paul, thank okay, you bye, so, honey. Much. so much. Love you. <laughs> I honestly don't know how you manage doing as much as you still do in acting and mm-hmm. do accounting. And yeah, it's a lot. Oh, you guys are too wow. sweet. You were you were just on an episode of FBI, correct? I was. I was. Oh, I, didn't, nice. I didn't watch it. I don't like to watch myself anymore. But <laughs> yeah, it was a friend of mine directed it. So he just, and it, it just happened to be that it was shooting the same week that we were there. Small little job, nothing big. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to. That's what she said. I knew I was going to set that up for you. There it is. <laughs> one of, one of the coolest things about your Instagram is it, it, it is, it is very interactive. Um, you can like I, I end up I find myself Ooh. I don't normally click on people's stories because I, I yeah don't, just it it it's up here and I'm lazy but you're one of the few that I actually click on and like I'm playing along with the trivia and oh, if thank I get you. something wrong I like I look at it like three or four times I go backwards and I look at it again I'm like nope oh shit okay I was <laughs> but I, it's very rare that I get something wrong um, yeah. So you've started this whole like co- kind of cottage industry um, with your Instagram account, uh, yeah. With all of your followers, and you were you were very active at the 
at the at DC. You were very <laughs> active. Um, yes. And I believe that you had a special end of your evening on night one, correct? Uh, yeah, I sure did. And I'm very special. Why don't you tell us about that? Um, so <laughs> on the first night of DunderCon, DC, um, Creed held a free concert for everybody. And he wanted to perform his own office theme song. And he needed a volunteer to <clears throat> hold the song for him. Oh, that so, was you! Yes, that was me. Oh! Yes, so I... We're not telling you because we sat at the side of the stage, so I was right there. He said, I need a volunteer. I, <laughs> I was so quick, I didn't even get the word out yet. I put my hand up so fast and it caught his attention right away. And he was like, all right, come on. And so, yeah, I got to hold it for him. And he um, gave me the the sheet and signed it for me. Which you crumbled up and threw away right away, right? Oh, yeah, I didn't no, want it was that. Just, yeah, it was like, I don't need that. <laughs> DC has led to so many other avenues and, and getting in touch with people. The amount of people that DC affected directly um, and let people come in contact with, I mean, like, all of a sudden I had people, like, following me. Like, I just, I reached out to Jackie. Jackie started following me. Oh, my God. Um, that was, know, like, a I, monumental moment in his life. Oh, you guys I, I should have gone back to the text message. He right. was like, I'm like, you're never going to believe Jackie this. Followed. I'm like, she just followed me. And I was like... You, like, made his day. That's so cute. I'm terrible about checking my DMs. I mean, even Jenna and Angela, you know, I didn't check. My niece had to tell me that they were talking about me. That breadth of work that you've done and the people that you've worked with, you were in the room with Matt and Matt, period. End of story. Yeah. Period. Yeah, the Matt and to be in the room with those two people who are two of my just all-time favorite people um and i i will say i cannot wait to read matthew perry's new book that's coming me out. too i i me too I, I was actually just was reading a little bit about it i'm so he's it's so inspiring what he i didn't realize that he's started a whole sober house now for mm-hmm. men and i'm just like so i mean you know, one of the things he said, which really just in um, in like a preview thing that I thought was so interesting for all, you know all of us to remember how you know no matter what you've done or how you know fame and all of that it's so it's you know he said something about like you know fame only like it, it felt good for about eight months and it felt like Disneyland he's like and then all of his problem then he realized all of his problems were still there you yeah. know what I mean yeah. and yeah. it's um. You know, it's such a, a, a testament to, to him to like um, to take the courage to write this. I didn't really get into Friends until I was probably, I didn't get it. I'm graduating high school, they're graduating college. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. So it was that four, that five years difference makes a lot of big difference. A lot of shit happened in the five yeah. years. I mean, it, it's like big. So when all of that stuff started happening, I was like, I don't get this. I don't understand. Yeah, kind of funny, whatever. And then a couple of years later, all of a sudden it clicked and I was like, oh, wow. That well, I mean, look up. at the office. I mean, talk yeah. about this is like talk about a generation. I mean, yeah. I have 10 year olds that come up to me, you know, that's like I'm like 10. You were oh my God. Like when we did the finale, what, eleven years ago? I mean, what whatever. I, eight years. I had a kid that could have been an eight followers came out convention. Finally, he just looks up at me after finally she goes. You're Dwight Schrute. <laughs> so, yeah. It was awesome. I, I could never have expected the kid that young. Oh, yeah, I had a 13-year-old. I think he was 13. I'm going to say it was around 13. I'm really bad at being, but he came up to me on his side and he said, you know, when I first watched, when I was really young and I, when I, when I was really young and I first watched The Office, I was like, really? You're 13. That's pretty young. But I thought, you really thought you were a nurse. But then when I watched it recently, I understand you're not really a nurse. <laughs> now that he's older and sophisticated and yeah yeah he's right. so sophisticated yeah, now, yeah. One, one of the things that i that i i love is is again it's the nostalgia aspect it's the it's why people binge watch shows like this P- people binge watch shows like friends i sit there and and she knows more than anybody it just gives people it's their blanket it's a comfort thing. yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a comfort thing just like a, a, Absolutely. a or whatever they they know it it's familiar it brings all sorts of emotions yeah. but mostly happiness yeah um, it, it, and it makes 
I, I don't know. For 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 me, it inspires me. Quick story about Matt. That the scene there in Friends, you know, it was not a very big scene. I had, you know, uh, episodes. I'm really just in the end of the episode there. But um, <clears throat> I remember because um, I was, of course, in awe. You know, I'd read for Friends so many times, so many times. You know, didn't get it. Didn't get it. Of course, then the hooker comes along, and of course, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jackie. Uh, um, but. I don't know if you guys remember that scene, but they're wearing those birthday hats, you know, with the mm-hmm. little string. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know how sitcom works, you know, all the writers and, and the writers and the producers are, are like back behind the camera and like they, they there's like this bell because you got the audience. So you do a take and it's like me and you got this buzzer that goes off and then all the writers are scrambling back there and you can hear them kind of half talking and, and then the director comes over and then gives the notes, right? Very different than uh, like on camera, like a single camera, the way the office would be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like, right? And, and, and then Matt, Matt, Matthew and Matt were like, uh, it was just the three of us down there. They said to me, they're like, I bet, hey, Jackie, I bet they're going to tell us that we look fat with the little string. Uh, <laughs> chin, right? We're going right. like, to, and I was like, oh, God, no, they're not going to say that. And the director comes up, he goes, so, hey, guys, I think we're just going to get rid of the string uh wardrobe could you guys come pin the their party hats on and they're like see we told you they're talking about how fat we look and i was like oh even gosh. then and that was like season what was i in eight or nine maybe seven eight, like late yeah it was and late. i thought to myself you know even then there you know you still as an actor you're i mean they're making a million dollars an episode and they're still yeah. like you still are uh still have all the you're still you know the you're still just the actor it just seems so normal to me at that in that moment especially i was like oh my god they're just so like normal people my two favorite moments yeah my two favorite moments in that episode are number one and i don't know how you keep a straight face but when joey sees you and he blows the horn that and when he says to you big fan (laughs) fan. (laughs) okay come on Hi. Hi. So, which one of you lucky boys is Chandler? Uh, that, that, that's me. That's me. Joey Triviani. Big fan. But then your line, let's see if you remember your line. Your line. The last, the last, the last line? The last line. I am this close to robbing you guys. <laughs> 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Listen, I am this close to robbing you guys. <laughs> She's a hooker! She's a hooker! She's a... Hi. Uh, we spoke on the phone? I'll go back to the office real quick. Again, working with an actor like Steve Carell and having you smell like Tide. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you keep a straight face doing that? Well, I think, first of all, I was so concerned about dancing because right. I'm not really a good dancer. You know what I mean? So I don't know why I keep having, playing these parts because I'm like, I'm not really that great at giving a lap dance. You don't have to ask my husband. But I'm sure he'll tell you I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, so I was probably more thinking about that than I sure. was asking questions. I was like, oh, God, is this awkward? Like, how, does this look sexy or does this just look like clumsy? What's happening? I actually think when I did the 70s show, I don't know if I've told this story, but when I did the 70s show, um, the director was like, all right, so you're going to go spin on that pole and then um, what, you know, do like a, do one of your tricks and stuff and then come and then you'll come down to the table and you'll talk to Topher and was it Topher and Ashton? I think it was to- Topher and Ashton or was it Topher and anyway, there was two of the guys. I know it was definitely Topher. But, um, and I was like, wait, you know, I, I actually don't know how to do the anything on the pole. You're not an and actual like, stripper. <laughs> he was like, wait a second, you're not an actual stripper? Oh my God. I said, no. He goes, well, what are we going to do? He's like, all right, you guys, send her to pole class tomorrow. Oh my God. Yeah. So I had to, <laughs> he was like, I don't, I don't remember who directed it, but I hope he doesn't watch this. He was like actually mad at me for not being a stripper. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. So first of all, that would be your, that would be the casting you know, yeah. casting person's job to know whether or not you were an actual stripper. Yeah. I don't think if you were an actual stripper. I, you would be able to be on right. set like you that. You probably wouldn't 
I don't know. I, I'm sure there I, are strippers that are. I said, Michael, I think they hired me to be funny. I, I don't think I was supposed to be a real stripper. No one told oh me God. that I had to do, like, you know, you know what these strippers do, too. They're, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. Yeah. Yes. It is very hard. I I, I mean, I went, to, I went to class, and I tried to do something. skill set that you would need to have. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's funny. No. That's great. That's my 70s show story. It did do it, but I got to head out here. But, um. Ryan, thank you so much. I'm I am so going to see you again. I'm going to link. <laughs> too. Dude, I'm yeah, going to link. Um, can you give me Ryan, the good to see these? you. Yeah, I, I, I saw you so many times in the green room, and I wanted to say hello, but I, I thought you might be just a little bit too busy. No, you should not think that about it. Always talk to me. Always well, talk to me. You know, in, in Chicago, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Okay, minute. good. Good. Oh, we're, I, I think we're going to have an epic time in, in Chicago. Ryan, can you give the name of the um your your animal shelter that you you? Yes, please. I want to oh, yes, yeah. I, I donate to the uh, the Belmont County Animal Shelter uh, here in St. Clairsville, Ohio, and I've also started collecting for the uh, the Wildefell Wolves out of Tennessee. They they take in uh yeah wildlife that's been abandoned or or uh, or hurt. Yeah, uh, they have. Owls, wolves, crows, all sorts of and take them to shows. People can get photos with them. They're a really great group of people. That's amazing. That's awesome. Everyone, all the links to that will be in the description below. Um, and please, you know, support Ryan. Um, support everybody that's that's out there doing the the good work that they're doing um i know I, I guess i better get my shit together and do something like you know sorry i'm over here doing taxes you had the extensions though so <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're busy. gonna start we're gonna start a strip for shelters campaign oh. there you go and there you go <laughs> if you get audited give me a call I'll give you a nice discount <laughs> i hope you don't get audited that's not fun <laughs> asses for audits i mean <laughs> asses for audit that's a good one Good there job, go. Rob. All these will get attention. There you go. Ryan, thank you so much for jumping on. And um, I'm so glad that uh, that our paths crossed. Um, I know Gina is because she's even a bigger animal lover than I am. This it, is it, true. It's scary. This is true. <laughs> um, but thank you so much. And we'll be in touch. And, um, you know, just uh, keep keep doing the work that you're doing, man. And have a great oh, night. You're doing awesome. Yeah, man. very much. Night. Have a good time. Any time. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to jump on any time for you. Thank you, Chicago. Thank you so much. See you guys then. Bye. Well, because you guys are horror film uh, um, fanatics, can I just make a pitch? My friend is she, maybe she's in the other room, but uh, she did a, a produced a movie. She was the lead. I play her best friend. We are best friends. It's called uh, The Deep Ones. Um, it's H.P. Lovecraft. Okay, Rob, you probably know it's based yep. off H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, it was out. Wait, what did I have? Have it right here. Oh, you got it. Okay. So, little pitch to uh, the horror fans out there. Um, awesome. It's really great. It's kind of got a little like Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Feeling to it. Um, you know, she did it for. Uh, she she produced it herself. She's just amazing. Her name is Gina Lapiana, and I play her best friend. So check out uh, to awesome, all the horror awesome. fans. I know this is an office episode, but yeah, it's oh, fine. No, no, it's definitely. Fine. Rock yeah. horror pop cast. Yeah, so, there yeah, you go. That's, yeah, I mean, I haven't I, done that much horror, so. Uh, but I'm still funny, right? I, I see, like <laughs> I, I want to. I want to write a horror vehicle for you now. Like this, seriously, that's, like, like she, yeah, this is actually this is good because I get to be the funny one. That yeah, mm. that, that is good. <laughs> yeah. The other movie that you did was uh, well, you've done movies, um, Crappy Mother's Day. Yes, which was shot in New Jersey. It was. Oh. Yes. Where? Um, okay, not, oh my gosh, Montclair. Oh, wow, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm also glad I ran into you today because, you know, tomorrow, as you know, is... It's Mother's Day. What do they expect? My mother. She wants us to go to my grandmother's tomorrow to have a double Mother's Day celebration. Look, I gotta meet all your family sooner or later. Why not get it over with? This is a celebration. We're gonna have a regular reunion. In case you didn't notice, I got one in the oven. I love that soap from the bathroom. Smell my hair. No. Mmm, everything smells good on me. Who do you like better, Mickey Mouse or Jesus?
This is an insane conversation. God, could this be any more uncomfortable? That's a little weird. What was that? I think Dad's ghost is haunting us. All those people are on drugs. They're not regular. They, they can't be. Okay, don't forget, you ask him. Ask me what? It's a Mother's Day surprise. Oh my God. What are you doing to him? It's insanity. It's on Tubi yeah, TV right I, now. Is it on Tubi? I see. I don't. You probably yeah. know more than I yeah, do. But it's, it's on I TV. love this movie that I okay. and I don't really like much of what I do. I don't really watch much of what I do. But um, Dan Carlyle directed this. He's a brilliant director. You know, shoestring budget mm -hmm. sort of thing. Uh, but it's that. sort of like Meet the Flockers, but in like a white. Uh, sorry, a blue collar. <laughs> Not white. Okay. A blue collar New Jersey way. Okay. Ooh. Oh, yeah. we have to watch that. Yes. We have yeah, to. Yeah, I think that's funny. what we'll I, do. I, that's what we'll do tonight. Yes. Um, ah, thanks. Over Italian food. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the uh, the one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, and I'm 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 blanking, so I guess I'm yes. not going to ask you ask you about it because that's all right. You can come. You can yeah, come. Maybe Gina will remember for you because you know that's no, really she she might she might. I'm Second. I'm just I'm beat. So. <laughs> um. So I'm going to close out the episode. Okay. And I'm going to thank you so, so, so much for our time together. Um, we will do definitely another one of these at, at some point in the future as we come closer to the Chicago reunion. What are we calling it? Reunion. <laughs> the, the reunion. reunion. What's that? I guess, are they just calling it the reunion? But we can't use this. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Just as we come closer yeah. to Chicago. Yeah, uh, I'm from Illinois, so I'm really looking forward to okay. seeing a lot of my family is going to come up. Um, uh, most of them are from Southern Illinois, but I have tons of sorority oh. sister friends. I know I'm not that sorority kind of girl. I'm not that annoying. <laughs> but a lot of them live in Chicago. I went to Southern Illinois, uh, Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. So uh, I was really excited to hear it was going to be in Chicago. That's so awesome. That's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, so we'll, awesome. De we'll definitely have to share a glass of wine since clearly we are going. Uh, yes, yeah. please. Again, thank you so much for coming on on behalf of Gina and myself and all of our wonderful fans out there that listen and watch. And me, because I missed you. I missed you too, yeah. Kristen. We're going to go hang out in Chicago this time. Yes. And Robin and Gina, I'll get to see you live and in person. And yeah. I, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me, and I'll come back uh, once I once I get um and once I have an uh, opportunity, once I direct this thing, and oh, I can I'm actually sad. promote it. I'll definitely come back to do that too. Thank you That's so awesome. much. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Jackie, Thanks for making night. me feel so special. Ah. Huh. We love you. We love, love you. you. Thank you. Thank you so okay, much. Now I'm gonna try not to be awkward and hit the leave button, like we said. Ready? Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Needs a lot. It was fun. Everybody check out her her Instagram page. The Office Tattoos and Trivia. Thank you. We will talk soon. And uh, Awesome. Everybody else, this has been Rob. Gina is now upstairs tending to our cats. <laughs> and I love you guys. I will talk to you all soon. And I am out. Good night, everybody. <laughs>